Welcome to A Social Disease, a podcast for recapping and relating to Degrassi The Next Class. I'm your host, Jesse Mack. And I'm Carly Jo Gear, also a host. This show is not for kids, as we have frank discussions about sex, drugs, and violence. Listener discretion advised. We felt in the true vein of Degrassi, we had to go there. <laughs> it goes there, you know, yeah. just like Degrassi. We intended for this episode to be, uh, you know, have a, have a, we don't know the word yet, a prologue, huh? Maybe yeah, that's is the that word. it? <laughs> we intended to have a prologue um, of a conversation about Black Lives Matter and the uh, protests that were going on across the world at this point. Um, we got a little feisty mm-hmm. and... Uh, Talked for a little long because we got passionate. Took a lot of tangents. Took a lot of... We we had like an idea of what we wanted to say and then we just kind of kept going. So we wound up recording for like an hour and a half. And before we knew it, it was 1130 at night. And we couldn't get into the actual episode. And we can't record till next week. So this week... We're taking a moment away from Degrassi and we're going to talk about the protests and Black Lives Matter and basically just what's going on in the world right now. And we'll be back to our regularly scheduled episode next week. Unless something crazy happens. Oof. Let's hope not. <laughs> but this yeah. is 2020. Yeah. So yeah, um, you know, so if you're interested in in hearing our take on it, you know, two white girls from New Hampshire who are trying our best to help our fellow white people understand what's going on, um, have at it. <laughs> and if not, we'll see you next week, I guess. Um, sorry, guys. Yeah, sorry. But, you know, I, I really hope you do listen and I hope we aren't talking at our ass and sounding like douchebags. Um, so, yeah, I hope so too. You know, I think... We're giving it our honest effort to address the situation with respect and mm-hmm. and just let people know what's going on the best we can. Yeah. All right. So without further ado, here's our episode, hashtag Black Lives Matter. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is week four of consistent podcasting. I mean, all it took was a little bitty quarantine where we maybe weren't working as much as we normally were. Yeah. And what do you know? <laughs> Let's just never have jobs for the rest of our lives I, and we can just do the podcast every I week. I <laughs> think that sounds like a, a once a week job. I'm in. Yeah, perfect. I think that sounds great. If everybody could visit our new Patreon that doesn't <laughs> exist yet, but we'll make right now because we're clearly quitting our jobs. Yes, all 20 of you that listen every week can really just see us through this. <laughs> but if you just all donate $1 each, you too can feed Jesse and I McDonald's For off the day, dollar menu. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, um, on a more serious note, we are in the midst of like... A gigantic movement right now. Phase seven of the apocalypse. Yeah. Really, is what um, it feels like in 2020. I mean, technically, day like 90 of the apocalypse if mm-hmm. you start with a pandemic, but. Yep. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Um, I'm not sure what's going to be happening once this episode is released. It's not going to be released for, let's see, today's Thursday. We release like Monday, early Tuesday morning. So mm-hmm. who knows what's going to be going on then? Yeah. But, um, this is what's happening right now. 
So there are protests going on in every single state in the U.S. Like there's been maps showing that every single state has at least one protest. Um, And it's also going on in countries across the world are supporting it, too. U.S. police officers have killed several more black people, including George Floyd in Minnesota, Breonna Taylor in Kentucky, and Tony McDade in Florida. So when they took to the streets in Minneapolis to protest peacefully, they were met with tear gas and rubber bullets when they protested too late. Riots broke out and looting took place. They managed to overtake and burn down the police station and Target was looted. So I personally was like cheering when I saw that (laughs) the police station got burned down. And I think a lot of us were. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I was seeing just celebration all over Twitter. Like Mm -hmm. I've been following this on Twitter since it started and trying to like pay attention to what's going on. Yeah. What protesters are saying. Right. And there has definitely been celebration every time people take the police stations and take down monuments and stuff like that. Since then, peaceful protests have been thwarted by violent police confrontation in major cities all over the country. There are videos everywhere of peaceful protesters being assaulted for no reason, citizens being shot with rubber bullets just for standing on their porches past curfew, medics and media being attacked, cops dumping out water, milk, and other supplies that the protesters need, citizens being attacked on their way home from work, police taking a knee with protesters and then assaulting them minutes to hours after the photo ops, and finally cities issuing curfews minutes before they're about to take place and then shutting down public transportation and routes out of the city so that protesters are sitting ducks to be assaulted and arrested. To give a little, you know, personal experience info of what's happening in Chicago, um, and and this this isn't just Chicago, this is numerous cities Mm -hmm. where our mayors are setting up curfews Mm -hmm. um, but not doing them at a point of time that is realistic for people to actually get home if Mm -hmm. they if they wanted to comply with curfew right so Saturday was our big pro uh, our big protest and at 8 45 there it everybody got an alert on their phone you know one of those eh, eh, things where you freak the fuck out you think your right. house is on fire because it's like really alarming that said there was going to be a nine o'clock curfew mm-hmm. until 6 a.m so that gave protesters 15 minutes mm-hmm. to leave all at the same time that mm-hmm. the way the city of chicago is set up we have a bunch of um rivers and stuff and so they have all these all these bridges mm-hmm. and once you've closed once you raise the bridges and they shut down cta which is our public transit which is what they did it trapped all these protesters so essentially what you have is you know thousands of people down in the loop which is like our downtown area Mm -hmm. trapped and they've all were they were all given you know basically gave the police an excuse to arrest them all because Mm -hmm. then they were breaking curfew and that and that you know obviously that's why they did it Mm -hmm. they did it to trap people down there and have an excuse to arrest them and you know quote unquote teach them a lesson Mm -hmm. and this tactic has been used in cities across the country oh yeah we're hearing it right from everywhere oh god what was it called kettling is that what they're calling it i think so yeah i think so yeah because um 
I think one of the ones that caught the most media attention was in Washington, D.C., where they herded a bunch of people mm-hmm. into a neighborhood. Right. And I'm, a, and I'm picturing like a cul-de-sac-y neighborhood that had no exit, essentially. And, you know, getting ready to arrest all these protesters. I think they had, you know, a couple of hundred of them in mm-hmm. that area. And a man opened his doors. Mm-hmm. And I, I and I actually have heard now that it wasn't just him. The whole neighborhood. A, yep. The whole neighborhood was like, come on in. Right. And just how amazing that um, obviously we still have so much work to do. But it is great to see that a lot of people are coming together in support of this finally after so many fucking years Mm -hmm. of us white folks just ignoring it. Right. This is kind of a side note, but somebody in my family, I'm not going to put them on blast, (laughs) um, (laughs) posted a picture of police kneeling with the protesters and said, let's focus on the positive. Eh. And I had to tell them that Within an hour of that photo op, those police officers were shooting protesters with tear gas and rubber bullets. Mm -hmm. And this was a photo op. Yep. What I kind of came around to was like, there are positives from this, but it's nothing that the police are doing. Yeah. The positive is that we have so many people coming together and finally saying enough is enough. Finally. Literally finally. lives on the line. Yeah. And opening their homes, opening their wallets, spreading information, taking black people at their word. Right. Not gaslighting them anymore. And here's the thing, though, Jesse, is that are they taking black people at their word finally or is it that there's just photographic proof now? True. That's that's like the wildest part of it is because I think for a lot of us white folks, this felt like this felt new to us. Mm -hmm. Like. We had, you know, I don't remember this ever being, like, I, mean, I know there was the L.A. riots and Rodney mm-hmm. King and everything, you know, when I was really young. But after that, like, it living in suburban New Hampshire, mm-hmm. it was never talked about. Nobody right. ever said anything about the police being bad or doing anything wrong. I mean, my rap music drew our attention oh, to yeah. it. But, yeah. like, it wasn't... It wasn't like it is today. It's spoken like it is today, mm-hmm. at least not in white communities. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I think even as, I don't even know if the white white word, if this is the right words or not, but, you know, I think about how my, you know, my brother definitely took in a lot of um, black entertainment when, when I was, you know, six years younger than him. Mm-hmm. And so I, by proximity, also took in a lot of black entertainment mm-hmm. and... Definitely, you know, I, I, I mean, seeing these movies and stuff like Boys in the Hood and stuff, yeah, still not grasping that it was anything other than a story, right? You know what I mean? Anything other than a fictional movie, mm-hmm. but those movies are that is that is what life is like, yeah, and has been for it has been like, like, yeah, no, and I remember when I saw Straight Outta Compton, mm-hmm. and you know, that takes place in the 80s and early 90s and all that and again it's like seeing these seeing a movie that is about you know how poorly police have treated the black community and there's this one really memorable scene where you know they're they all the men were in the studio uh from nwa that's Mm -hmm. the uh, the the rap group they were all in the studio recording and then they went outside for something and of course, you know, the police show up because, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, I mean, you know, I think, you know, four, four black men or whatever outside 
I can't remember how many. Nobody, don't tweet at me. I'm sorry. It's yeah. been a while since I've watched the movie. But then the cops show up and it's all, you know, get down on the ground. They're mm-hmm. frisking them, this, that, and the third. And then the white guy that was like at the time their, you know, manager or whatever who was giving them their big break mm-hmm. comes out and is like, what is going on out here? This is outrageous. <laughs> you know what I mean? And just white mans yeah. all over the situation. And, you know, the cops go to leave and basically they're like, all right, we'll go back to your master then. Like, essentially, like, that white man just fucking saved you. Oh, my God. And shit, and that shit, like, I, you know, I hate to say this, but, like, a lot of this stuff is all, it's, it's a lot of it is new to us white folks, and it's really, mm-hmm. it's, it's abhorrent, and I'm sorry, and it's, it, it's awful right. that we've gone this long without opening our fucking eyes to what's mm-hmm. happening to an entire population of the country and the world. And, you know, this isn't to say that white people as a whole are doing better because there are tons of people out there who are still saying this is bullshit. Yeah. Supporting police brutality towards the protesters, saying things like, well, they shouldn't have been out on the street after curfew. Well, they shouldn't do this. They shouldn't break the law. Like, Don't break the law, yeah. As As if the entire population of the country mm-hmm. has never broken the law. We've all been pulled over for speeding, right. for running a red light, mm-hmm. for jaywalking, like all this shit. We've we accidentally stolen something. Right. Like we've all done petty crimes. Right. The difference is when you're a white person, it's oopsie daisy mm-hmm. and oh no problem ma'am. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Go about your day. But when you're a black person, you get arrested if not if not murdered. Right. For these petty crimes. And I mean, and a lot of the people who have been killed weren't even doing anything. Right. Right. They were a suspect or they were a child sitting there. Yep. And were the cop claimed to think they had a gun. It was a kid kid on a swing. Yep. There was a child with, yeah, a toy gun in a park. Mm -hmm. But that child with a toy gun lived in an open carry state. Yeah. So for them to perceive that, A, it was an adult when it was a child, Mm -hmm. regardless of if it was an adult with a gun, that state's an open carry state and he would have had a right to have that gun. Meanwhile, we just had tons of white people storming the state capitals and stuff with guns. Yep. Protesting having to stay at home and wear a mask for COVID. Did any of them get in no. trouble, arrested, shot, tear gas? Well, no. maybe some of them might have gotten arrested. <laughs> but, yeah. but they definitely they definitely 1000% were not tear gassed nor right. rubber bulleted. No. There are pictures not. of them up in police's faces with guns in their arms and police just standing there like, "Okay." Yeah. Honest to God, they'd probably drop a bomb on any major city if a bunch of black people showed up to protest with guns like that. Oh, yeah. They would just be like, well, just get rid of the whole city because clearly they've taken over is what they, you know, would think. Anyways, you know, the silver lining is that a lot of people who weren't on board are getting on board. A lot of people who were already on board are willing to do go further than they were willing to go before and... These protests are lasting for a while now. I mean, yeah. it's coming up on a week. Yeah. And hopefully we're going to start to see change. We're seeing a little bit of change, but... We are. And, uh, you know, I think some of the things to point out again, because these battles are not won yet, is, you know, seeing mm-hmm. people saying like, oh, you know, L.A. just, the mayor just vowed to cut police funding, funding yeah. you know, by what is like $150 million or something like that. Yeah. And then, you know, 
that that sounds like a win, right? Right. However, then I have other friends who are much smarter than I am posting yeah. <laughs> like, keep in mind that we are in a fucking economic crisis right now yeah. and they were going to have to make budget cuts anyways. But also, isn't their budget like... 1.5 billion I think I was Probably. reading something like that yeah. like this is kind of small potatoes for them right so you've cut a sliver of the mm-hmm. pie from them mm-hmm. exactly you know and I and I think like every well-meaning white person I just watched the documentary 13th mm-hmm. on Netflix and as much as it's basically what's been going on since the abolishment of slavery is that every time every time what there's a protest or whatever and you do accomplish something mm-hmm. it makes it go like oh look we've they changed the law yeah. they got rid of segregation they did they did we don't have jim crow anymore blah blah blah, blah. but they finesse it in a way that people of color are still getting fucked right. like so that's that's what we're at right now is we're like, oh, okay, so you're gonna you're giving us something like, oh my God, it sounds so great. But like at the end of that documentary, they're like, yeah, so people are more aware and we're starting to change. But basically all of us people of color are just sitting here waiting like, okay, well, how are they gonna fuck us next? Because right. there's not gonna be any clean fixing of this. I was gonna say that, you know, something else that really struck me about 13th was when they show you these clips of the things that were happening in the 60s, you know, mm-hmm. like a clip of a black man, you know, just walking down the sidewalk and these white people getting in his face and pushing him and these things. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really easy for a lot of us white Americans to say, well, that's not happening anymore. That was then. This is now. Mm-hmm. But when you splice audio from Trump rallies mm-hmm. on top of things that were happening in the 1960s and then going back and forth between a black man in the 1960s being pushed by white people to a black man in 2016 being pushed at a Trump rally. Right. And they're the same thing. It's the same exact thing. Nothing has changed. And I think that it's really easy for white people to go, well, that was then, but it's still now. It's still the exact same thing going on. Yeah, I mean, you know, there are... There are more people who understand it today, but there are still plenty of people who are bigoted as hell. Mm -hmm. There is white supremacy is deeply rooted in our country, in our politics, in our Mm -hmm. criminal justice system, in our financial institutions. In you know every area of this country is rooted in white supremacy and. When it's not that blatant and in your face, people sweep it under the rug. Yep. But it's still there. Which is why it's so frustrating to hear people talk about that. If Well, if they were just peaceful, if they didn't loot, if they didn't riot, this, that, and the third. Mm -hmm. But the thing of it is, is shit wasn't changing. Right. They've been peaceful protesting and shit wasn't changing. Right. And yeah, now that fucking cities are getting burned to the ground. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but people are now going, oh, maybe we should change some things. Like (laughs) money talks, Mm -hmm. money talks. The only thing that's going to make the only thing that's going to make politicians change their mind on anything Mm -hmm. is fucking corporations telling them they need to. Yeah. And if we continue to put pressure on corporations that they have to be Black Lives Matter and they have to be putting their money where their mouth is and Mm -hmm. donating to causes and shit like if we the consumer don't choose to buy into these large corporations, mm-hmm. then things will change. Yeah. And I, that's the only way you're going to get politicians to do what you want is by affecting their money, affecting mm-hmm. their pockets. And us standing up to police and making it clear we're not taking their shit. We mm-hmm. are not going to let them do this. 
So anyways, since this stuff has been going on, since like peaceful protests have turned into rioting and all that, um, the media has been focusing on property damage more than they're focusing on police brutality. And they're not like showing the footage that we're seeing on social media, Mm -hmm. police attacking protesters which is the cause of all this unrest. Lots of racist white people are supporting the police brutality. Others who say they support the cause but don't support the rioting either can't or won't seem to wrap their heads around why it's happening. Right. There are also some white people taking it upon themselves to start conflict at peaceful protests, antagonizing cops, destroying property and stuff, while black protesters are telling them to stop, that that's putting them in danger. And who these white people are is the question Mm -hmm. of the century because Trump says it's Antifa or Antifa. Oh, yeah. I always said Antifa. Antifa. Anti-fascist. That's all it stands for, folks. Yeah. That's all it means. Yeah. I always said Antifa, but people have been saying Antifa. Antifa. I think I always said Antifa, but it's Antifa. (laughs) We're from New England. We say Auntie. (laughs) Antifa. Antifa. No, I say Antifa. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna talk a lot about Antifa. Oh yes, I'm part of Antifa. I'm the leader of Antifa. Oh, this is when my apartment gets raided and kicked in right the fuck now, and there's a bullet in my head. Yep, that's how they get me. The leader of Antifa. <laughs> Oh, God. So anyways, all right. So Trump is blaming Antifa, which is pretty much nonsense as they're not like a group. It's more of like a... A way of life. Ideal. <laughs> it's it's anti-fascism. Uh, it's just I'm against fascism. What? In America? It's not... <laughs> it's not like a an organized group of people. It's just an Jesse, idea. you can't be anti-fascist in America. That's not the American way. <laughs> But so others have found evidence of white supremacist infiltration. But then there are just some opportunists who just want to cause chaos. Mm-hmm. And then there are dumb white people who think they're helping. Right. But they right. don't like get that it's not their cause, that right. they're guests at this protest. And right. they should be taking, following the leadership mm-hmm. of black people. Yes. But yeah, because that's the thing. I mean, I've been reading a lot of like, here are the rules essentially for white people at a protest type of thing where it's like you do not destroy property do not spray paint black lives matter on shit because mm-hmm. black people are going to get are going to get blamed for it right don't start don't start any um chants mm-hmm. it's not that's not it's not your chant platform yeah. you chant whatever the fuck is you are told to chant mm-hmm. um and you stay back until you are called to the front right i think so you know i grapple with admitting this on, to our 20 listeners <laughs> but and I've been you know wanting and I plan on putting it on my on my social media the thing that uh, that scares me is that I know that if I was in New Hampshire still mm-hmm. I would be at these protests yeah absolutely would be at these mm-hmm. protests I'm because at the ones in Vermont, yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I would be at these protests because at the end of the day um police are not going to tear gas or no. shoot at a large mass of white people yeah in our town or in our town people People have defied police. Um, you know, police have been like, all right, go this way. People have been like, no, we're going this way. And, you know, stuff like that. And police are just like, all right. Yeah. You know, because they're not going to attack us. No. Like, we would have to get very aggressive for the cops to attack us. And even then, it would not escalate. No. To the levels that it's escalating exactly. in the cities and places that aren't primarily white. Right. And so that's that's what scares 
you know, it's what scares the fuck out of me is that I want to be at these protests, mm-hmm. but I know that my job, my job is to be literally on the front line and mm-hmm. to protect people of color. And that is scary to me. And that is my privilege. Right. That is that is my privilege speaking. And it sucks mm-hmm. because I don't want to fucking, I don't want to fucking live in my privilege. I do. I want to be uncomfortable and shit. Like mm-hmm. I, that's. Because it's not fair that I get uh, that I get to choose. Right. I get to choose to not put myself in a dangerous situation. And people of color in America do not get to choose. Right. They have to go out and live their life. And they don't get to just go, oh, well, I I won't have a confrontation with police today. Mm-hmm. I just I just won't do it. But yeah, I am. I my pain tolerance is not is very low. Um, mm-hmm. And it's very scary to me that I know that there would be a high chance that I could get injured. Mm-hmm. If not killed. Like it's, you know what I mean? Yeah. A, a, a rubber bullet that are not being used how they were intended to use. Which yeah, is- they're being shot directly at people. They're supposed to be ricocheted off the ground. And even that is fucked up. And right. way too, way too intense of something to do to people. Mm-hmm. Way too dangerous. But they are shooting people point blank with rubber bullets. Right. And I think about the, you know... I'm only five feet tall, and mm-hmm. if they're trying to hit people in the chest, mm-hmm. the likelihood that I could get hit in an, in my eye, mm-hmm. which could very well kill me, right? It's a very real, scary thing, and what makes me afraid to even say it, but I have to say it because I have to live in that fear. I have to, ex- I have to admit mm-hmm. that that is my privilege that I get to choose, right? Whether whether I am harmed by police or not mm-hmm. is a very fucking privilege statement. Yeah. I've been seeing people talking about protests here in Vermont and in neighboring New Hampshire. I'm right next to New Hampshire and celebrating it's a peaceful protest. And I just keep trying to tell people it's peaceful everywhere. We need to we need to recognize our privilege that the cops are allowing things to remain Mm -hmm. peaceful. Yeah, because they're not attacking us and trying to encourage people like so Let's donate to people who are being arrested in other cities who are trying to peacefully protest and can't and are getting arrested. Like, let's donate to bail funds. Let's donate to legal funds. Hopefully some people are listening. (laughs) But, you know, I mean, we have to. It's important for us to stand in solidarity and show that all around the country this we're we're supporting them. But we also have to put our money where our mouth is. And we need to. Yeah, we need to recognize our privilege and that we are not the ones in danger here yeah for someone right you know on in the thick of it in a major city where Mm -hmm. police are just attacking indiscriminately and yeah attacking for no reason you know it is it's terrifying Mm -hmm. because i and i think about you know like i have i have arthritis in my knees and i Mm -hmm. have plantar fasciitis which is causes like if I walk for a long time Mm -hmm. um it becomes very painful and like the idea that I I know I couldn't physically Mm -hmm. I mean I could it would just it would hurt it'd be really painful Mm -hmm. whether I got shot with a rubber bullet or not it would be painful not being there I could be out there for several hours I know that I could do that but it's the idea that at the end of the day they're gonna cut out all public transportation and they're gonna lift those bridges Mm -hmm. and you're gonna make it nearly impossible for me to get out and that's not fucking fair. That's, you know what I mean? Like that's, you know, I'm I'm far from um, disabled, but I would say that I'm not 100% abled, mm-hmm. able-bodied. And yeah, it's, you're, you're not, it, that's not, yeah, that's not right. I mean, 
there are definitely like people talking about there are things that if you can't protest, if you're not near a big protest, if you can't do, you know, whatever the reason may right. be. Yeah, if you have, if you have a pre-inducing condition or something like that, mm-hmm. please don't don't expose yourself to COVID nineteen. Mm-hmm. You know, not that you know, not that you can you can't know where it is. And so, yeah, if you are somebody who is sick, yeah, don't don't put yourself in that position because we want you healthy. We want your voice. There's a lot of things that you can do if you can't physically be there, standing as a barrier in between police. We're gonna put a list of resources across our social media of places you can donate, things you can do. Um, I'm going to talk about it a little bit later because we need to all do what we can. And, you know, if you can if you can get yourself to a protest and you, you can do that, then that's really awesome. But there's also a lot more ways that you can contribute and you can show your support. Right. Yeah, I feel like I've been pretty much donating every time I come across something mm-hmm. to donate to. Right. And it is definitely getting to the point where I'm like, Oh man, I can't, I can't keep doing twenty dollars. Right. I really want to do twenty dollars, yeah. but like I, I'm not working that much right now. Mm-hmm. So like I know I have to grapple with that and decide, you know, which and not decide which ones to donate to, but mm-hmm. just you know, spread it around a little, yeah. a little more. But yeah, also signing those petitions and mm-hmm. and emailing people and calling people and. I've seen a lot on um, Instagram of people making it really fucking easy where you literally just, it's in their story and you Mm -hmm. just swipe up and it takes you right to an email. Yeah. The only issue that I've noted, and I haven't seen anybody talk about it, so I need to probably reach out to somebody and be like, somebody smarter than me because there's so many people smarter (laughs) than me. I've gotten a lot returned. Mm -hmm. Like I've sent out a lot of emails and quite a few have been like, you know mailer returned. They are not accepting emails right now. And I was like, of course you motherfuckers aren't like. Is it possible yep. that their inbox is full? <laughs> yeah, that's probably that's that's probably definitely. Let's part hope of it that's sure. what it is. I hope. I mean, I'm assuming that's what it is, but other than that, I'm like, once they just turn their emails off, which yeah. also wouldn't be surprising. So Trump has threatened to bring in the military and is trying to get the Antifa labeled a terrorist organization to justify arresting leftists and activists without due process, mm. which is terrifying. This whole thing is terrifying. Right. Because you know what this um, reminded me of? Again, I'm just really, really leaning on this one fucking movie that I watched, one documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, but they talked about, you know, the the war on drugs mm-hmm. when they started arresting people and things for like petty crimes like marijuana. Mm-hmm. Essentially what that was, was like we are going to get, when, when you've got all this unrest in the mm-hmm. 60s, it's like we're going to get the black people because we always get the black people but we're also going to get the hippies mm-hmm. that are out there protesting yep. and smoking marijuana mm-hmm. so we're going to throw them all in jail so they all quiet the fuck up right and i feel like that's what's happening is oh, this, yeah. this that's what trump is trying to do with labeling antifa <laughs> a terrorist organization he's just trying to get us the the white people that are part of this mm-hmm. he's trying to get them in jail too Yep, he's trying to silence all dissent. Mm-hmm. Anybody who's willing to stand, like truly stand up to him, he's trying to shut us down. Yep. And and labeling so, labeling someone a t- yeah exactly what we're standing up against. Antifa. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Because he knows he's a fascist, so he can't have anti-fascists. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, labeling somebody a, labeling something a terrorist organization means you can just be arrested and you can't speak to a lawyer you have no rights meanwhile they will not label white supremacist terrorists bogus they won't even acknowledge that white supremacists are in the mix 
right at all they are blaming it all on antifa that isn't an organization (laughs) (laughs) i mean i i consider myself antifa like i am an anti-fascist i've since that label came about i've been like yep that's me yeah fair um fair assessment i'm not part of any groups right i don't go yeah you know there was like facebook groups Mm anti-fascist facebook groups yeah but it's not an organized It's, it's not the KKK. And that's, right, know. no, exactly. But that's what makes it so beautiful. Again, in mm-hmm. this one documentary that really taught me a lot. <laughs> um, they were talking about the beauty of Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. as an organization because there's no headquarters. There's right. no quote unquote leader of Black Lives Matter. So back in like, you know, the 60s when they were just murdering mm-hmm. the Black Panthers yeah. because they did have headquarters. Yeah. So when when the Chicago police murdered the leader of the Chicago chapter of the Black Panthers mm-hmm. and just entered his home and shot up everybody in the house at like 3 a.m., that was because they knew where they lived. But mm-hmm. like this whole online presence kind of gives everybody a little more anonymity. Did I use that word? Is anonymity. That the, <laughs> anonymity. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a $3 word. It's got a lot of syllables. It's hard for me. So... That's kind of cool that we're getting towards that. It's like, well, there isn't like exactly, you can't find our meetings. Right. Because we're on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) Millennials. I mean, and I've met a lot of people who say I'm Antifa, I, you know, anti-fascist of all races, of all political, I mean, obviously not conservatives, but like on the leftist political spectrum and what I've been seeing for years since this kind of became a label is us showing up in solidarity or to protest something that affects us or whatever and protests being peaceful, Mm -hmm. police starting to push people around, showing up in riot gear with weapons, pushing people around, trying to order people around in ways that don't really make sense in an aggressive way. Mm Mm-hmm starting conflict and then the news says antifa's out there starting riots again yeah like i've seen it at Mm -hmm. protests i saw in boston a few years ago and i've seen it reported on online at protests i wasn't at not to say there aren't you know white leftists who will destroy property Mm -hmm. or you know antagonize police but the story that's being told is that this is this terrorist organization that's trying to bring about a civil war, da da da, whatever. I mean, but low key, can I mean, if we can take down the government <laughs> and just start from scratch, yeah. that'd be great. But I mean, but they're using this as a way to truly bring about fascism mm-hmm. beyond what we already are dealing with. Mm-hmm. Him threatening us with the military. I mean. It's a war crime. Mm-hmm. Like that's what people are talking about. You know, if if the military, if the National Guard is called in to attack their own people, this is going to hit a whole nother level because if the military doesn't say, no, we're standing down, this is a war crime. Mm-hmm. This is this is when we get into the I'm just following orders yeah. type of bullshit where it's it's not going to fly yeah. with, you know, the UN and all that stuff. Not to be like a conspiracy theorist, but mm. it is just like, how much dirt does Trump have on other rich people that we can't get him the fuck out of office? Yeah. Like, it has to be something like that, you know? 
Mm-hmm. Is it is it linked to what's his face? Epstein? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what what is it? There was. Did you see it came out like? Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. I saw the preview, but. Well, there was like, there was all these files that were just put out of like, mm. allegedly, I haven't read the files yet. I've only seen people talking about it that Epstein and Trump allegedly trafficked like preteens would not be surprised yeah i haven't personally looked into it because so much else has been happening that's (laughs) taken my attention away from it aliens are real guys (laughs) holy shit we're missing so much so much stuff there's just too much going on that's a whole thing too so i mean i yeah yeah you're gonna bring out the conspiracy theorist in me that thinks everything is <laughs> Illuminati, you know? but no, but it's yeah. it's legit. Like like um, I just saw there was a guy who made a Twitter account mm. where he was literally just copying and pasting Trump's tweets, mm-hmm. and he got banned or not banned. He got yeah. he got muted or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like he got he got in trouble yeah. for saying the exact same thing our president's saying. Yep. But he can say whatever the fuck he wants, right? And Twitter's just fine with it. <laughs> well, they'll fact check it now yeah now (laughs) he's got shot down twitter yeah but no i mean my i mean i think that being wealthy you know true wealth there's being rich and there's being wealthy and i don't think you can be wealthy without being complicit in systems of oppression i mean that's Mm. a whole different yeah yeah um but you can be wealthy with the friendships you've made along the way (laughs) if you're financially wealthy (laughs) You have oppressed somebody a lot. You have underpaid yeah. somebody. You have right. exploited somebody. You know, you don't get a billion dollars yeah. ethically. You don't get that clean. Ethically, no. no. No, ma'am. Anyways, that's a whole different team. But so yeah, all that being said, a lot of this discussion about who's causing the riots, the fact that businesses are getting destroyed, all that stuff, it's been taking away the focus from the point, which is that police need to be held accountable for murdering black people, for assaulting black people, for racially profiling, and that we need a complete overhaul of our criminal justice system and really our whole political landscape. Yes, please. Sign me up. (laughs) You know, what's been happening at these protests should make it crystal clear in everyone's mind that police in this country have too much too much power and use it for evil purposes and yet there are still people on their side mm-hmm. so you know we'll see what happens from here like it's terrifying where this might be going yeah you know it could it could fizzle out and business as usual or mm-hmm. you know we could be looking at a revolution right which you know is long long overdue right and i just think realistically you're not going to get that without burning a few more fucking stores and shit Mm -hmm. like it's just not going to happen right you know at the same time a revolution is going to cost us more black lives in the process that's kind of where we're at you know we can just stop cave to police pressure accept the crumbs they're trying to throw at us right now yeah I don't know. We we just have to see where it goes. But yeah. But it right. is terrifying. A lot of people are terrified. No, cuz it's it's very it's very real. It's it's the it's the realization that we as the American people do not have control over this country. Mhm. It is controlled by corporations. Yeah. And the extremely wealthy. Right. And we just have to fucking shut up and eat our porridge. <laughs> Um, and there are a lot of like liberal, and I use the word liberal in a very specific way. 
<laughs> like antifa <laughs> liberal people who are like so let's keep this same energy when we vote in november mm. and i'm like oof listen i'm gonna vote it's gonna take a lot more than voting right and our options <laughs> we're not getting a re- revolution from joe biden no no <laughs> and we're, we're not, not getting a revolution from business as usual democrats like no it's going to take a lot more than voting to change this, mm-hmm. um, unfortunately. I think, like, you know, my low-key, minuscule crumb hope is that, you know, when and if we do, please, dear God, give us Biden over Trump. Mm-hmm. Please, dear God. I think, yeah, my biggest my biggest hope is that we at least change how we vote. Mm-hmm. The, real, the reality of the situation who the fuck knows? This is America. We mm-hmm. suck. I hope we do head in the direction of um, online voting or, mm-hmm. you know, at home ballot voting or whatever. Like, because the Republicans have just fucked us over so much and made mm-hmm. it so that so many people cannot vote. Voter suppression is so fucking real in this country. I mean, I have to put it out, put it out there that Democrats are also practicing right. voter suppression. Yeah. There is voter suppression across the board in this country there are you go Mm -hmm. you look at the democratic primaries and you look at polling locations being shut down Mm -hmm. or moved right hours before you're looking at ballots being thrown away Mm -hmm. i mean there's a lot going on and there's voting machines that can be rigged i mean there's i the, the one of the things about voting and i'm not saying don't vote at all but i'm saying a lot of people have lost faith mm-hmm. in voting like is my vote even going to be counted right yeah i mean that's yeah you know still vote obviously because <laughs> if it does get counted great <laughs> yeah. we'll take it but you know it's it's people have lost a lot of their faith in this system and right. don't even know can't even say they feel that it's fair or legitimate right. Like the fact that the fact that we don't do the popular vote is just mm-hmm. so is insane. Fucking asinine at this point. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine how different? I mean, it was there would still be a lot that would be the same. Mm-hmm. But can you imagine how different it would be if we yeah. had the popular vote the past several elections? Like, I mean, that's how Bush won was electoral college. Yep. This is. I mean, we've been getting. Yep. We've been getting Republicans. We've been getting Republicans. Yeah. By, for mm-hmm. and and every time it's like the worst republicans we could get bush trump like people who should have been really easy to beat are winning because of the electoral college and it's like what the fuck is going on yeah you know vote talk to your talk to your politicians but my personal opinion is that democrats need to clean house need to hold like Mm -hmm. one thing that i've seen happen is we elect a Democrat or Democrats across the board, you know, they control the House and the Senate and Democrats fall asleep. Yeah. And it's like, all right, well, the good guys are in charge. Right. Because they're still, they're allowing bills to pass that are things Mm -hmm. like, okay, we're going to give you what you want, Mm -hmm. but here's this little asterisk at the bottom Mm -hmm. that's also going to give us what we want. And that doesn't help the American people overall. I mean, I just think like, we need to be as critical as the people, as critical of the people who are supposed to be on our side as we are the people who are who are against us. You know, like mm. we have to hold our own accountable and stand up and demand 
demand what we want and need from these people instead of just being like, well, Democrats are in charge, so let's go back to brunch. <laughs> like, you know, there have been some horrific laws written by and passed by Democrats that, Ugh, yeah, you know, that people don't want to admit to and don't want to yeah. look into and and it's it's across the board we need reform and we yeah. need people to stand up yeah and yeah i don't know i'm a very, i'm very far left so <laughs> something i know Sorry. something i hadn't um learned about until i listened to a different listen to another podcast that's normally about wrestling mm-hmm. but also they occasionally have like other random people on mm-hmm. to talk about different things and this guy that they had on it was like a really old man and he was talking about the conspiracy theory of you know who actually shot jfk mm-hmm. i'm very fascinated by these these um theories not theories what are they called when you conspiracy theories yeah. they are called theories yeah. but they're conspiracy <laughs> okay. ones oh that they're they're conspiracy flavored um so this guy talked about how he he felt that bill clinton was actually the worst president mm-hmm. that america's ever had I mean. um because <laughs> i know i mean i don't know that that's it's that's a bit far but no i um, wouldn't say the worst but i, I but is Oakland. when you look at <laughs> yeah when you look at a lot of some of the things yes Um, but him bringing up this one specific law that he, Mm -hmm. that he, you know, signed into effect or whatever was that making it so that, um, media corporations Mm -hmm. couldn't like own only five Mm -hmm. media stations, something like that. So he got rid of that. That was the law. Like you could only own like five media companies or something like that. And he got rid of that. So people, and then it just became monopolies. Mm -hmm. So basically whether you're watching, you know, msnbc or cnn or fox news whatever mm. like essentially all these news outlets are owned by the same corporation the right. same conglomerates mm-hmm. and so you're not really getting you're not really getting a lot of different opinions yep. because they're all owned by the extremely wealthy mm-hmm. people that are that are giving us their narrative i mean there's yeah i mean ever since then like there have been a lot of there's like a graphic that you can find online that shows the parent company and the, mm-hmm. the branches of everything else they own. And there's like, for instance, if you support animal rights and you don't want to eat meat, well, the same companies that are unethically slaughtering animals are also owning fake meat companies. Yep. <laughs> and so you say, well, I'm not going to give them my business. I'm going to vote with my wallet. Well, you're all you're still giving them your yep. business. <laughs> like Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, there's a lot of different, you know, besides like very small businesses, there are a lot of different companies that all fall under under the same umbrella. Mhm. And they're all your money is going to them. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> not cool, Bill Clinton. Not cool. Yeah, I could talk about Bill Clinton for a long time. Yeah. This is not a... Thirteenth Thir- <laughs> also talked about him and his three strikes. You're yeah. out ruling and... Mm-hmm. Oh, and how... Welfare to work. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He did a lot of fucked up stuff that... You know, I mean, we could go back to every president and say, look at all this shit they did. And the moral of the story is that we need to 
have higher standards for who we put in charge mm-hmm. and hold them to higher standards and force them to do what they need to do, not right. just let them do whatever the fuck they want, whatever's right, whatever their donors want, whatever lines their pockets. Yeah, because you, you know. shouldn't have to be incredibly wealthy to run for office mm-hmm. or to have a say over what they do. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because they're not listening to us. No, ma'am. <laughs> But anyways, that's a whole tangent. Um, So I was going to mention that we've seen a few steps forward. So the cops who murdered George Floyd have been arrested and charged, but we're still waiting to see if they'll be convicted or if they'll be let off with a slap on the wrist like most cops have been. Mm -hmm. I kind of feel like the three that were witnesses Mm -hmm. to it, I feel like they'll get a slap on the wrist. You know what I mean? I don't know what's going to happen to the cop that actually did it, but I feel like... Mm -hmm. That's what I'm, ex- that's my pessimistic, right. you know, viewpoint, I guess. I mean, you know, I don't know how fast things will happen. It, yeah. The fear is that if this dies down mm-hmm. and people stop paying attention, are these people going to get away with it? Right, because I'm. Or are they going to be held accountable? I would imagine it'd be in their best interest and they're probably going to try to lay trial as long as possible so mm-hmm. that we do forget about it. Right. That's what, I mean, I feel like that's what they've been doing with with things like this. Mm -hmm. So yeah, some politicians are speaking out, discussing police reform, discussing budget cuts, Mm -hmm. discussing putting money into community organizations. You know, we'll see where that goes. And then there has been some agreement to do things like tear down some Confederate monuments. But this is just the beginning. Like, we have a long way to go. We have a lot. We have to see how this plays out Mm -hmm. to see, like, what are they truly going to give us. It really is so wild that the South loves their fucking Confederate soldiers so much. When it's like, I thought America liked to be winners. Mm -hmm. Why, Why do you guys get so hard for... The losers. I, I thought they hated participation trophies. But right here we are. I, that's what those fucking are. <laughs> you know, we can we can discuss our history, and we can you know we can yeah we can discuss our history without having monuments to fucking racist pieces of shit. <laughs> Please, like, without celebrating the losers of the Civil War. <laughs> like, what are we doing? I just, I don't know. It's it's funny. It's laughable because it's so fucking preposterous that they really are clinging to their losing heroes. The only explanation for any of it is support of what they stood for. Yeah, exactly. It's 100% racism. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, again, learning that, yes, yes, uh, Abraham Lincoln freed the slaves and Mm -hmm. made that 13th Amendment. But that little itty bitty clause Mm -hmm. that says... No one will be a slave unless you're a criminal. Right. And then they incarcerated a bunch of black people to make up for the fact that they no longer had slaves Mm -hmm. and they were still doing slave labor. They were just prisoners. Which just FYI, be very, very aware that if you buy something that says made in the USA, Mm. there's a pretty good chance it might have been made by prison labor, which they're getting paid maybe a dollar an hour if they're lucky mm-hmm. to make these things. So yeah. you're all, I'm supporting, I'm supporting American business. Like, eh, you might be supporting prison labor, which is, you know, glorified yeah. Yeah. labor. Let's just be aware of what we're doing. Yeah, because we didn't even, we're not even talking about the fucking prison system. Yeah. That's a whole, that's a whole nother <laughs> fucking 90 minute podcast. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think maybe, you know, one of the last things 
I mean, is it like lame to be like, you know, obviously we don't we don't know what it's like to be black in America mm-hmm. and we'll never truly know what it's like to be black in America. But we see you mm-hmm. and we're listening and we're trying to learn every day mm-hmm. so that we can figure out how to better be a support system. Right. We are trying to call out the white people we are surrounded with. Trying. We're having, you know, we have some people in our family who don't get it. Yeah. You know, we have people that we were raised around who don't get it. We have coworkers, you know, we're surrounded by people who we need to educate. Mm -hmm. And we need to take the time to explain it and do this you know basically it's it's our job to to tell white people they're fucking up. right like <laughs> yeah um, it's our job to do the emotional labor right um black people don't owe us that mm-hmm. anymore they never did but right at this point at this stage in the game mm-hmm. we have access to all of this information mm-hmm. we've just been lazy so yeah. we can't be lazy anymore right we need to i know it's really easy to when you do see these videos mm-hmm. pop up on your social media of what you know is in the end somebody dying Mm -hmm. and it's really hard to watch nobody nobody wants to watch another human die but it's so important that we as white people Mm -hmm. do watch it so that we understand that it's real and it's happening and it and it's not going to stop anytime soon unless we fucking do something about it. Right. You need to have the uncomfortable conversations with people. A lot, you know, a lot of people want to unfriend their old high school buddy or like just write people off. Mm-hmm. But part of our job is to confront those people. Right. I think um, a lot of our, you know, generation, it was like we, it's almost like we started off with when social media really started to pop off and stuff mm-hmm. it was you know the real obviously the realization that there were definitely people in our lives as you know a society is that we realized didn't hold the same values as us mm-hmm. and it was really easy to just block them mm-hmm. or unfollow them or whatever for our, for our own mental health mm-hmm. and the problem is is that you know people of color they don't get to do that right they they don't get to go, well, I'm I'm just not going to look at that thing or I'm, you know, because they're living it every day. Mm-hmm. So again, it's it's our privilege that we get to choose not to talk about this mm-hmm. because it doesn't affect us as much and we can't do that anymore. We have to have these conversations or the people in our lives that maybe we feel differently about now but did once care about mm-hmm. or still do care about, we, it's our job to make them understand right and we also don't want to create echo chambers where we have blocked every single dumbass in our life every single racist in our life every single person who would like illustrate the fact that this hasn't changed Mm -hmm. like if you only surround yourself with people like you it's easy to think well things are changing things are better because you're not exposed to what people are still saying and doing and thinking you know, not only are you not being exposed to so you think you can just write it off and everything's fine, but they're not being exposed to you and what you have to say and you standing up to them. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just think it's very important that, and I'm going to kind of go through it in a minute, things that we can do as white people to help. But it's very important to challenge the narrative, the standard right. narrative, the ignorance, the blatant racism 
it's not enough to just say, well, I don't, yeah, I don't like racism. You have to be abhorrently against Mm -hmm. racism. You have to be actively trying to abolish racism. Mm -hmm. All right. So I guess um, we're going to try to wrap it up. I Hopefully we covered everything. Like I, I tried to to kind of write some key points and things we wanted to touch on to make sure we covered what's going on. Well, it was a couple hundred years of American history. And I mean, we didn't hour. even get into <laughs> that. We didn't even, there is so much to get into. Like we didn't even really scratch the surface, but more like the last week, the last month. Yeah. And even then we're leaving things out because yeah. this is a very complex situation that's oh, going yeah. on right now. And there's no way to wrap it up neatly in a bow. But so... We want to encourage our listeners and specifically our white listeners to help out in whatever way you can. We've linked to some resources on on social media for causes you can donate to, actions you can take to help support the cause, and informative media that will help you understand what's going on. We have to make it clear that this is not your protest. This is not about you. You're here to stand in solidarity with black people and you need to take their lead on what to do and how to act at protests. You're here to amplify their voices, to spread footage of what is really happening at protests, to challenge the white people in your life who are spreading hateful messages and misinformation and other ignorant opinions, to educate those who just don't quite understand, maybe their heart's in the right place, but they just don't get it. Like, I don't understand why they have to riot though. You know, like, you got to address- The all lives matter. The, I don't- hate black people but you know that type of person (laughs) but if they just didn't do it this way um write to people in power demanding justice donate to bail and legal funds and organizations that you know black lives matter organizations people who are trying to to fight the good fight just do whatever you can from wherever you are to stand up for what is right and again we will link a bunch of resources across social media make this really easy for you i don't know i hope we we did this topic some justice we're two you know white girls from new hampshire who have never have never experienced you know racism personally we've only seen it read about it discussed it with friends we don't know what it's like ourselves yeah but yeah i mean this was intended to be like a preamble is that the right word <laughs> Preamble. Yeah, we the people of the United States in order to form a more perfect <laughs> I'm union. Look it up. <laughs> preamble. <laughs> uh, it's not a preamble. No. <laughs> I did the I did a little bit of the preamble. I did the preamble of the preamble. What is the, what is the um, word? This is this was meant to be sort of a hey, this is what's going on. We're about before the podcast starts. A footnote. I think that comes after. Um, oh, I think it's in the middle. We sounded so smart <laughs> up until this part. A precursor? Yeah. A preface? A preface? Basically, we were going to touch upon what was going on and explain what was going on. (laughs) Just a little touch. And then we kind of just talked for an hour and a half. We're passionate. You know how we feel about Degrassi characters. We feel this way about Black Lives. (laughs) And it's 11.30 p.m. on a Thursday night, and we're going to have to save the actual episode for next week. But, you know, hopefully, hopefully this helps some people somewhere. We all just need to start caring about each other, guys. Mm -hmm. 
It really comes down to it. Just fucking care about human lives. Mm. It doesn't seem like it's that hard of a concept. Yeah, do what you can. And we will see you next week to discuss season Oh, let me see. (laughs) You want to know what we're going to discuss? Where we lied to you last week and we told you what we were going to discuss. But we didn't. Ha ha. Tricked you bitches. You listen to this whole thing and you're like, what are they going to? Is it Degrassi now? (laughs) Is it Degrassi now? Is it Degrassi now? Nope. Yikes. We alienated you. (laughs) (laughs) But next time, we're going to talk about season three, episode three, hashtag worst gift ever, (laughs) which is what all of our listeners are doing right now when they were like, oh, you gave us this gift. Yes, we did. (laughs) Enjoy it, motherfuckers. We love you. But yeah, follow us on social media at a social disease across all the platforms. And yeah, we'll be back next week. Sorry, we didn't get into the actual recap. And once again, we're your hosts, Jesse Mack. And Carly Joe Gear. And this has been a social disease podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>